0: And welcome to another episode of Behind the Fourth Wall, the podcast where we review movies, TV shows, and everything else pop culture. Today we'll be concluding our thoughts on the second half of Apple Plus TV show Monarch Legacy of Monsters. My name is Emmett, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and he who mostly remains, Ivan.
1: I'll stay where I mostly remain (laughs) until I get canceled.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're not in that that same territory, but you're as wise and as smart as the character. (laughs)
1: tech savvy tech savvy um you know what what's funny though is like at the end of the day like if any of us were to go back in time we'd all be kang's to some degree with all our fancy tech and stuff minus the more flashy stuff but still
0: i like to think i'm not a a murderous psycho so maybe i wouldn't be like that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just go if i ever go back in time i want to take my um very unusually large amount of prescription um, penicillin, just because I never seem to finish taking penicillin whenever they gave me, or they give me too much. (laughs) And then just cure somebody in the the past. If you cure somebody with penicillin in the past, you'll be accused of being a witch, is where I was
0: going (laughs) with this. And that's what you want for yourself? You wouldn't want to be like the guy who discovers penicillin? (laughs) And is super rich for it. Uh, You bring up an excellent (laughs) point. Nope, burn me at the stake. I just want to be persecuted. (laughs) Okay, man. Careful what you wish for. There's still time for that. All right, so uh, let's chat walls before we get into
1: the news or the show. I got a very brief one, um, and it's stemming off of something we talked about last episode. I went to go see Aquaman too. No. So you don't have to. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: That's fair deal. All right. What are t- your thoughts?
1: I absolutely loved the seat that I was placed at the AFC. <laughs> it was one of the most comfortable seats ever. They switched out the ones at 34th Street, the one where it leans back. Um, you know, to, to 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 not you know, TLDR. Um, the fact that I'm talking hyping up my seat and the food I had was pretty good too, and the couple drinks I had too. Smuggle in fillet. Uh, I did not, okay. but AMC stepping up their game. Their burgers are actually pretty good. Like they, it looked like a, a an actual burger, um. And I didn't get sick off of wow. that. Wow, so. yeah. what a
0: surprise! It yeah. looked like a burger.
1: But we're about two minutes into talking about Aquaman two, and I'm not talking about Aquaman two. <laughs> so that kind of sums up what I think about Aquaman yeah, two. Yeah,
0: hit us with the. Is it
1: as bad as you think it's gonna be? Um. You know, a couple of weeks ago I saw this show on Netflix called Is It Cake, where they show you two things side side by side, and you you know, you gotta they give you a little bit of time to figure out which one is cake. Well, the contestants. I had a lot of fun watching that show, and I really missed it while I was <laughs> watching Aquaman too. Um it felt like Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Um, Whereas I feel like the first movie at least kind of made a bit of an effort to really like solidify the world of Aquaman and just kind of plant you in like, hey, this is Arthur Curry. This is what he's about, you know, whatever. Uh, This movie felt like the producers just kind of dipped and let Jason Momoa play in the sandbox, which makes made it feel like the last Fast and Furious movie that where Jason Momoa was the main villain of um it felt a little bit too outlandish too too cartoony too crazy and definitely like it 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 wasn't horrible mind you it wasn't the worst thing to come out of the dceu i feel like that kind of goes to birds of prey or flash
0: yeah no i feel like it's just birds of prey i didn't see that coming from you
1: i I didn't think that one was as strong um that's got obi-wan in it it does and then he blows up (laughs) in the really anticlimactic battle
0: Sure. I mean, Suicide uh, Squads are definitely my least favorite.
1: I thought but, the 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 one from James Gunn was not as bad as the first one. But that being yeah. said, it's still like you know. Yeah. Pe- Peacemaker, I will say, is kind of like the crown jewel and all that. Especially after episode three, I feel like they really, really get great. Could,
0: could barely finish episode one personally.
1: I I would recommend you give it another shot. I thought no, I thought it, it it became really good by I'm the all end. Right. Okay. <laughs> um but yeah. But no, so this
0: is just Momoa going crazy on screen, like CGI budget at the Wazoo, but that's CGI still.
1: It is, and a painfully, like way too cartoonishly evil villain. Manta? Um yeah, but there's another villain to oh, added on course, top of it. Of course, Manta's that. not good enough. <laughs> he, you know, he wasn't in the first. Might it just like it just it's cookie cutter superhero uh, yeah. plot. And it's great if you're going to have some fun with it, like the way Blue Beetle does. But this movie just kind of like gives you all of the tropes and just slaps you with them repetitively. Um, I would not recommend to go watch this on the big screen either. I feel like some of the CG feels a little bit rough and unfinished. Um, which is funny because this movie has been sitting on the shelf for three years. So they could have easily um, fixed a lot of things. And in case you're curious, Amber Heard gets maybe a solid two minutes of screen time. Um her absence oh, is not really? really explained all that much and she's kind of brushed over and ignored. Interesting. Um, and it felt awkward. It felt like they literally did go in there afterwards and just cut her out. Yeah. Why not just completely get rid of her? I feel like but I think by the time everything kind of came out with all that, I think it was kind of mostly shot, so they couldn't really do it. But I just felt like if that's the case, just just let it play out, you know. There was no need to really go back in there and and do all that. But I don't know. I know.
0: Yeah, she's just a little crazy. It wasn't like she was canceled. Right. The...
1: That, that whole thing was a, like, he has dirt on him, she has dirt on him, and they were just both in a really shitty situation. I feel like that's what yeah. it kind of summed up to. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like they're this movie is solid five and a half, maybe, at most. Um, maybe that might be a little bit too much. Um, but, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So this that's... is a, a wait for HBO Max type of thing
1: yeah and judging from if that well look how long it took for them to release barbie i feel like i don't know when we're going to see aquaman 2 but i wouldn't hold my breath too much
0: that only took five months ivan stop acting like that was a lifetime
1: well isn't (laughs) it normally like three months now ever since the whole covid (laughs) get over it ivan
0: They had to time it up so that it was like, close enough to the Oscars. If they gave it to us, like, in October, there goes your Oscar buzz.
1: See, this is why why we have you here, Emmett. It's because I did not think of of this at all. I just thought, give me my Barbie right now. You'll probably get Aquaman tomorrow on on Max. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think this
0: is honestly one of their projects, like we were talking about a while ago, where it's, like, the same idea with Flash. This is not the future of DC, but this is a project that we had in the works and we just kind of have to release it. Like we talked about it last week. There is no marketing budget around it and there's, there's no care to make it a good product. It's just that checks were already being cut and they had already received a budget and they just had to spend the money. It's one of these movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the 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 true like next DC film that people are going to have their eyes on to see whether it fails or not is the the thing that will kick off the next the actual DCEU which is uh, Superman Legacy which has an interesting cast it's just I feel like somebody else besides James Gunn should should be director you know I don't know All right well thank you for for biting the bullet for us
0: you are the Ocean Master Yeah I <laughs> yeah. Nobody you else, else called me that.
1: <laughs> I took the trident for this team.
0: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Uh my wall, I've been I just watched Ironclaw today. So coming off that, that's why I'm I sound a little depressed. That was a real you prepped me, my brother prepped me. And I was like watching being like, Oh, this is sad. This is this is hard. But then I I didn't get welled up until the last scene but that was like when that hit that hits and it's a great movie man
1: the scene where he's telling his kids
0: that Stop, telling I, your
1: brother dude
0: <laughs> spoilers it's not even out yet
1: <laughs>
0: no yeah that was uh that was hard to watch uh it's just also like relearning parenting for him was something that was like it was everything at one moment just really beautiful
1: zac efron's uh, strongest role i think
0: Literally and figuratively. This guy chin is huge.
1: <laughs> Give me a live action crimson chin with this man.
0: <laughs> I brought a protein bar into the theater so that I could start getting protein on with Zach during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, so that's not the true wall stuff. Uh, I've been watching Echo since it dropped last Wednesday. Uh, I'm really, I really loved the series. I know you're still working on it, so I can't wait for us to, to talk about it. Uh, but the other interesting thing, and I don't know if this is like, if you've experienced this too, but I just watched, uh, you could cut and replace this movie with any movie of a, of that time frame. But like, I just watched men who, the men who stare at goats. Did you ever watch that with Clooney and, um, you McGregor? and McGregor? Yeah. yeah.
1: This so is that was like, like an old one.
0: Yeah, that was 2009. So I would have been like 16, 17 years old when that came out. And it was high enough quality to be like, that's a movie you should have seen, but not quite enough to be like, that's a classic that you have to see. And it was also like right around the time when like, I don't know, you're in high school and Marvel was coming out. Like that took over my cinema per, like persona of like, what are the ones coming out this year that I'll watch? But I think it's very interesting that like there's a you know a whole period of time that I kind of like skipped over just because I was looking at Marvel. I I always go back to like let me go back to like the 80s or 90s and rewatch some of those movies if I'm watching a classic, but I never think to go back to like 09 or 10. I don't know if you have like a a couple year span that you also have like in your blind spot
1: um for me it was probably like some of the 80s stuff i think the the this stuff that's going on i think when did i see i definitely did not see this in the movie theaters but um i in 2010 i was in film school and like from then on because of the people i was hanging out with we would watch a different movie like it while we're editing while we're in the movie lab or something and so this was one of those films that we saw and that kind of it was it's tough for me to say that I have some blind spots on films because pretty much everybody I met within a like a three or four year time span was like, Have you seen this? Why haven't you seen this? You're crazy if you haven't seen this, let's watch it. Um, so I got a lot of like a lot of movie time um, then. But there's stuff that I thought uh Ewan McGregor in particular, after he left um the Star Wars franchise from on the prequel side, he went on to do some really, really great stuff. And even before then, like we had um was it a, a, a Train Spotting? Um, yeah, that was a Moulin Rouge, you know, like there was that, and then there's the Men Who Stare at Goats, which also was a good, uh, a good one for Clooney. I'm not sure if he got nominated or something, but it was definitely a really good movie. Yeah, I loved it. It was hilarious. um But in terms of like stuff that I, there is one that I feel like a lot of people talked about that I didn't really watch until maybe about around covid times like so like 2020 or so that's big fish also with uh you know i saw that when i was
0: a kid but it was one of those ones where it's like i don't think i could tell you anything of the plot other than there was a giant in the movie (laughs) (laughs) you know like i that's one of the ones i should probably go back and see because i was originally thinking like i wanted to go watch um oh brother where art thou with clooney and then that was like you had to pay to rent it so then I went further down a Clooney train of Ben who goats and just picked on that one. But yeah, I think there's a lot of these like classics that, you know, aren't classics in the sense of like, I can't believe you've never seen it, but because they just don't get talked about at all. But sorry, you were saying Big Fish, you just recently watched the last few years.
1: Yeah, Big Fish was, was uh, I think, the one that comes kind of close to what you're saying in terms of like stuff that I've heard people talk about all the time, but I never really gave it much of a shot. Yeah um it was within my vicinity i i definitely i have a dvd copy of it so at some point <laughs> i um uh, i had picked it up or maybe it was gifted to me or something i don't know but i liked it it's a good movie if you haven't watched it recently um i think it holds pretty well and especially like i, I ended up reading the book after i saw the movie uh but the story itself is is a really really interesting one Yeah,
0: I'm gonna. Um, I really do want more recommendations for for like that time period, cause I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go back and rewatch some of that era.
1: You ever watched *The Lovely Bones*? I think it's also around that time. Did no, you?
0: I don't even know the note by name.
1: *The Lovely Bones*. I think it was a book too. Um, that one was a little depressing. as Wahlberg. well. really great film uh, the subject matter and all that a bit depressing but it's definitely one of those that i think um was structured very very well narratively um and they had a better ending than the book uh in my opinion anyway because i had a more definitive um end
0: Mm. well excellent i'll take a look at it hey you want to get into
1: some news yes um Here's something we talked about. I know we talked about it before the, the end of the year.
0: Because we're a one-trick pony, but go ahead.
1: We are one trick ponies, especially me. <laughs> um The Mandalorian. So we had talked about how there were rumors that season four was gonna get scrapped and they were gonna do a movie instead to kind of leapfrog over the Ray movie, which was supposed to be the next one that, that would come out. Um, this was kind of a, a bit of a surprise to see Lucasfilm completely like Get ahead of the investors' call, which I think is happening next week uh, for Disney. But they got ahead of everything and released a a press release last week, uh, signifying that they're are announcing that they're going to make a new movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu, uh, coming to theaters at some point in 2025.
0: Um, it's like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but for yeah. our generation. <laughs>
1: You know how they always do, like, little, like, acronyms or something for the um for the Star yeah. Wars movies? And I'm thinking, I'm like, this is, like, what would it be? The Mandalorian and Grogu. It's, like, TMAG or something. <laughs> like that, that would be the the acronym. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I hope that's not the definitive title to this. They should probably workshop that a should little be bit. It like,
0: should be, like, Mandalorian and Grogu's Adventures. And we'll call it MAGA for short. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no implications of anything else. That's not taken, right? That's free to use. Yeah, it's,
1: it's free real estate there.
0: <laughs> There's already hat merch out there. <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> just hijack. That. Hijack the look. <laughs> That's free marketing. That's one-on-ones for you. <laughs> Make Star Wars great again. <laughs> but <laughs> it, this one came as a surprise to me um not the fact that it's happening but more so like it kind of because it got released almost out of the blue it almost felt like a response to the controversy we talked about um previously about the uh charmine the uh the director of the ray movie making uh those comments to variety about like women in star wars and then and then like the unearthed stuff from 2015, it kind of felt like they were maybe trying to get in front of that a little bit and just kind of, p- everybody out and just be like, hey, here's the thing that everybody loves. <laughs> Look at this.
0: Um, yeah, don't worry. I, we, we have plenty of male-led movies coming out. <laughs> don't worry, everybody.
1: Don't worry, everybody. There's still there's still guys in Star Wars. Your white
0: males <laughs> with helmets on
1: will come to the rescue. Well, technically, Pedro's not white.
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, true there you go (laughs) it's a male though it's a male um but no it's it's i thought it was um it was great it it sounds like so dave filoni and john faber will produce alongside kathleen kennedy and john faber will be the one directing the film um additionally on top of that they confirmed ahsoka season two is going to start prepping and uh going into production this year and also, Mandalorian season four is not getting scrapped. We're also getting Mandalorian season four. So the movie is going to be a separate thing. Um, nobody has ever has kind of confirmed like what exactly the strategy is here. Um, if but I some had people guess. I, yeah.
0: I, I would probably guess like Mando season four is going to be mostly Bogaton.
1: That's what I was kind of thinking too, because we kind of can't do a
0: movie of Din Djarin. And give him a season. Like it's just. There's not enough story there to tell. That whole. That's, that's a lot of time to commit to one character.
1: And that's what I was thinking too. And I think that just given the way season 3 kind of flowed. It, it became more of an ensemble than anything. Yeah. Um. That being said. The way that. The the way that I think Variety was. Uh, the one kind of like. Reconfirming that Mando season 4 is still in the works. They, they did say that. Lucasfilm is not looking to get rid of Den and Grogu anytime soon because originally when the news came out there was a lot of speculation that like oh this is the finale for Mando so we're gonna see like season four and then the finale for that season will be the movie or it'll double as the movie um but apparently they're not like Lucasfilm is really um, looking at developing, uh dinjarin for the big screen and according to them they 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 kind of wanted to make this happen earlier um, it's something that they've been gradually looking at to kind of put him in in the prime spot uh, my big thing and my kind of specular i guess speculation here's like i wonder if this means we're going to get unhelmeted pedro pascal time on on the on the big screen just given that it's a movie and not a show you know And I got to figure that they got to cut a bigger check for him here. But he's so in demand right now that I don't know how they're going to make this fit and have it delivered in 2025. But according to them, everything's ready. So, well,
0: Disney has the money to make it happen. So they can certainly figure
1: that out. They do. I just hope the quality is still there. Um, You know, I I I just don't want them to rush it.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is gonna be a quality decrease. I think this is gonna be like a all hands on deck, give it all the resources it needs, because um, they know that they need a win with Star Wars movies. It's been a while since there's been a great one. There's been some okay ones and some good ones and then some bad ones. And I think they know they have to they have to get a win here.
1: Yeah, so I, th- I think in a way that's also why they kind of leapfrogged the Ray movie, right? Because yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I don't think that movie is getting canceled. It's still coming. I don't even um, think it's gonna be
0: bad. I think it, you know, it can't be worse than <laughs> Last Jedi. So, I mean, it, at at worst, it's probably gonna be about the same. And there's there like we've talked about, you know, there's wins in that movie and losses in that movie. So I don't expect the Ray movie to be that terrible. It's just that like the Mandalorian is so iconic now that everyone has said, like universally has said, this is a cool character
1: yeah i agree i think it's it's a safe bet for lucasfilm right because even if like it, it is so universally loved and grogu has become a <laughs> a merchandising behemoth for, for yeah. lucasfilm which let's you know let's face it when it comes to like merch and all that star wars has been the thing that brought that into the forefront here in, in the u.s especially um yeah but yeah I, i'm looking forward to the film i i you know i think it's in safe hands with john favreau and dave filoni yeah. Um, I hope we get more Pedro Pascal, you know, time because I feel like he's he's a solid actor. Um, it's mostly a voiceover role for him, but I'd like to kind of see him, you know, step it up a little bit in this film or you know give him the space to to do so. Um,
0: I mean, there a lot of times where he did take the helmet off in the Man yeah. season, so.
1: I, could see I think a, a blueprint did, like that. I think he did for crap's sake or something like that because it definitely wasn't a lot. Um, it was like two scenes, right? And then season three, he didn't get any helmetless shot. Yeah. I think. But it, you know, regardless, I'm looking forward to it. Sounds awesome. Um, and also, we got the side news of Ahsoka season two uh, being confirmed, which I thought was a given, but uh, nice I'm, to have I'm it for confirmed. that. Heck yeah! Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Great news articles there. I've been at you, doing the research, putting the time in, breaking news weeks after it's been announced. <laughs> this was just last week. Okay? We're not that late. <laughs> oh, we're on time.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> For
0: All right, cool. So that's our, that's our standard Star Wars talk. Now let's get into our standard Monarch talk.
1: I prefer democracies
0: nice well played
1: well played clap (laughs) it up folks give it to them (laughs) we got a real comedian in this podcast all
0: right so i don't think we have to do the episode by episode we do only have four episodes to talk about here so not uh, a crazy ton to review but there are some serious implications about how this fits into the monster verse um i don't know do you want to do like a generic review of the second half
1: I kind of cool. want to do a generic review of the full, because I feel like...
0: All right, let me just start with my second half then. Sure, go ahead. I think the second half in particular was stronger than the first half. And I know I'm doing four against six, and I probably should break it up more evenly. But I think it's enjoyable for what it is. If you can move past the name being uh, Legacy of Monsters, like if you could take the monsters out of there, this is actually a pretty good show. I think they do the thing that we we talked about it last time, and we've talked about it with every uh, you know MonsterVerse movie. But the the part that always is you know brutal is that they try and give you these connections to human stories without giving enough time to the humans, where you know there's weight to do we lose them, do they succeed, do we care? Uh, so all the drama that comes with the humans in the movies is terrible. But if you just look at this show as like what were humans up to during the timeline of these events, then yeah, this is actually a pretty good show because it it is meant to focus on them and not meant to focus on what the monsters are doing. I mean, it's easy to read Reddit and to read other reviews where it says like there needs to be more Godzilla, there needs to be more Kong, there needs to be like all this like Godzilla in the quote unquote real world only shows up for a mega battle and then disappears to like, who knows where that's the whole point of this show is like, let's find out what the, who knows, like where that, who knows where is. Um, The only thing I really didn't like with the show is that it got a little too repetitive in its attempts to be mysterious of like Shaw's camp being like, we're telling the truth. Don't believe Monarch. And then she goes over to Monarch and they say, We're telling the truth. Don't believe Shaw. And then she goes back over to Shaw. It just keeps going back and forth. And it's like, I'm watching like a wheel of time type thing here where it's just like, I feel like I've seen this episode already. So I felt like they wasted a little too much time with the, you know, he said, she said, who's good, who's bad. Because at a certain point, it's just lying to us. And it's not like, oh, did you keep up with us? Or did you figure it out? It's like, no, like at a certain point, everybody's lying. So I, I would have liked to see replace of that t- some of that time with some of the more, like flashback scenes um, to give us more uh, stories about the the original scientists.
1: Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. I, I, I have a lot of similar thoughts uh, to you. I think on the overall, I actually really enjoyed this series. It had a really strong start. I think it kind of fumbled around the middle. Um, but it picked itself back up. And I was going to text you after I saw the finale a couple of days ago, but I thought the finale stuck the landing, you know, as much as it could. Um, I feel like it warrants a season two uh, r- right off the bat. I thought I got really attached to these characters that, and then here's he kind of like the negative of it. Right? Like, I think you're right. The monster aspect of it, Well, let me, it, it's, it's kind of like um, the reverse of the m- movies where the human plot makes no sense, but I'm heavily invested in the monster plot in the films. Over here, the human plot, I'm heavily invested in. The monster plot, there's a lot of places where I'm just like, is Godzilla just showing up for a fight and then dipping afterwards? Like, is that his thing? I guess so. Um, I have a lot of questions about the whole hollow earth and mid-earth portal thing between our world and all that, just because of the stuff that we saw. In Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus Kong, In um, here it's like they're portals, but over there it's like no, it's literally the middle of the earth because Godzilla rips a hole through the whole thing in in Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs>
0: yeah, he does blast a an entry
1: <laughs> through yeah.
0: Tokyo, but then in this one, he gets Sky to beam him down
1: <laughs> when <laughs> he's phased so- out of there. Whew. <laughs> that got me hyped <laughs> i so i'm iffy on the monster plot details of it i listen i love the action i loved all that i thought it still it still was great even for like a for a streaming show they spared no expense on those on the budget for the cgi for the monsters i think all that looked great yeah,
0: i that doesn't that doesn't get praised enough because that godzilla looks perfect to yeah movie godzilla and to do that on the tv budget i know it's apple and they have a ton of money but that doesn't mean that you're going to get great cgi
1: yeah they definitely like and, and here's the thing too this is the type of cgi that we want or should be expecting from these uh shows just because they can pull it off with a lower budget than a lot of the marvel shows and then we see what the cgi looks like there sometimes it's a miss sometimes it's a hit and this I found no episode where I thought the CGI was lacking. I thought it was always looking really sharp and well. Um I want to see these characters again. Like I I I do whether it's a season 2 or Goodbye Millie Bobby Brown and all your supporting cast from the actual film. <laughs> let's let, let's get these guys on here. Um I think they gave us a space for it. I love that they tied in Apex and a whole bunch of other uh elements from the yeah. from the film. So they weren't ignoring it flat out. Um but yeah, I I cared more about these characters towards the end, and a bit more so like the uh, Shaw and um, you know the flashback cast of characters versus the modern ones, just because I kind of found that plot a bit more interesting. Uh, but everything just kind of weaved in so well uh, by the end of the of the series, and yeah, it just like the, to me everything kind of clicked as as it should, and I didn't really leave the show with any. Complaint that I thought kind of hindered my enjoyment of it too much. I was glad to see it kind of pick back up. I think the last three episodes in particular were like a really, really solid um, build up to the end.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the Apex part because I thought that was really well done to weave it into the episode where May is like confronting her past and you don't really know who this entity is. And then the reveal is there. And then you go, you know, two episodes radio silent on it. And then you actually have to force a two-year fast forward before they come back in. But I think that, you know, I like when the puzzle pieces fit nicely. And I like that they kind of had this go right up to uh Godzilla versus King Kong. Like I, I I actually liked that they fit that right in there. So I don't know if this really needs a season two. I mean, I probably I would watch it because it was good enough to enjoy on a weekly basis. Um, but I don't know, I don't know where you would fit in more episodes unless you went to fill in the gaps that they kind of like skipped around on
1: well i feel like they by the time they get back into modern day right i think it's what 2019 so they're right at the cusp of the ghidorah versus godzilla timeline
0: okay because the skull island was starting to get hit by the storm and we know that they build the habitat for kong so I guess you could fill in that bit.
1: Yeah, they could base it all off of Skull Island with still having the flashbacks kind of play out in the back or have a different kind of subplot there. Um, but they also, I mean, there's there's a ton of ways that they can integrate these characters into, into it because we know that we're, we've already built the whole Godzilla versus Ghidorah thing is going to be going on around the time that they come back into modern times. Um, or not modern times when they get back into their reality, basically. Yeah. This is also kind of hard. I have a lot of questions about how all this works, and I'm sure none of it is gonna really get answered. Um But yeah, I I I did appreciate some of the new monsters that we saw on the show. Uh, but I kinda wish like hey, you guys have the 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 library of you know, kaijus from Japan, why not bring some of those on here? <laughs> you know, like it just feels like a missed opportunity on that front.
0: Yeah. I think they ended up substituting kaijus for monsters, I'll call them, or beasts, where it was like the same thing on Skull Island, where you get, you know, the crawlers are not quite a kaiju, but they're bigger than a, you know, they're a bigger threat. But then you get a lot of screen time for those, like, walking stick insects and like beetle looking things so like i think that's what they ended up going here with with like that vampire bat and then like like the warthog uh in that other world so i agree i think if you're gonna give us so few monsters in this i think you got to go for one that's a little bit more recognizable
1: yeah like as an avid (laughs) uh godzilla um what was the name of that video game on the GameCube back in the day?
0: Destroy All Monsters.
1: Destroy All Monsters, yeah. And like, I would have loved to yeah. see a couple of those. Just like check those names off. Um, because I, I love seeing them on the big screen, but it sounds like we're getting away from traditional Kaijus there, so why not bring them somewhere where I feel yeah. like they can get their little spotlight?
0: And you don't have to bring them to Earth. You don't have to like mess with what was kind of developed in the Ghidorah or in the uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Like you don't have to mess with any of that. You can just kind of leave them in this in between world or that you know the hollow earth world where wherever we were. Um, I think it would have been nice a nice nod to fans there and and kind of satiated that hunger for seeing more monsters
1: um the twist of the whole like time working differently in in this in between realm because it's not hollow Earth, right? It's like it's something I, at first I thought it was she was on hollow Earth. But it's definitely some like in between spot. Yeah, and
0: it's not that surprising of a twist because Lee Shaw is still alive and looks pretty good. So you only like the only thing that you could be thinking is like either he went to a time dilation or he was touched by some like radiation from one of the monsters. Um, So it's not it's like it's not like one of those solutions where it's like, aha, that solves everything for me. It's like, oh, I knew something was up. (laughs)
1: I just didn't think they were going to introduce time travel flat out into this. I thought it was going to be more so like, oh, the radiation from something made him young or something like that. Uh, yeah. Or, hey, he's got, he's he's, uh, he's Kurt Russell. He's got great genes. So don't, just don't question it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I liked that idea because then it also brings um, Kiko back, you know, really young. I I enjoyed actually the struggle that she had of should I go back or not, and I, I think that was a nice little nod to maybe I shouldn't you know cause more pain for the family. But uh, it was nice that like Kate was there to like talk her off the ledge in that way.
1: Yeah, the the pairings I thought made um, for some really strong dynamics, especially when you pair up uh, you know who who got to stay behind and pass those that that two year time jump versus who went with uh who you know who who ended up with Shaw um we're in spoiler territory here right
0: yeah we pretty much given in a
1: lot of it away okay um Shaw you think he's dead or <laughs> nobody no no death <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised he
0: wasn't sucked up so i i would assume he came back and i think it's like you get dropped in a you know uncertain location so like look at when he came back from that first time he was there he ended up in the middle of the woods so True. like i don't see how he, he's either dead or he's back in the same timeline with everybody cuz i don't see how you can say like yeah he avoided getting sucked into that black hole that brought everyone back like it was pulling in trees and like <laughs> rocks and yeah like there's no way he would have held on to something that would have kept him there. So I, I would guess that, you know, there's the no body, no death. I'm just guessing he's probably somewhere on Skull Island.
1: Yeah. I I thought so too. I don't think he's dead. Although the cynical part of me was like, you know, you save yourself a big paycheck to cut Russell. If you just kill him <laughs> off here. Um, But yeah, like I, 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 I kind of hope not. I feel like they were, especially like the, the flashback casts, Wyatt and Kurt Russell, the father-son duo, I thought made it work tremendously well for that for the character. But there's something about Kurt Russell. I always enjoy watching him in any sort of role he's in. I feel like he he's one of the reasons why I really wanted to give the show a shot because I'm like, oh, Kurt Russell's in it. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, it, it gives riding.
0: it some like weight behind it for sure. Yeah.
1: It's like putting like somebody like RDJ onto any sort of like streaming show. I'm I'm watching it.
0: Yeah, you no, really delivered it. on this, and 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 Wyatt did too. You're right. I think the you know them being the anchors of both timelines really is what helped make this show work.
1: Godzilla. Um, I don't oh. know the uh. <laughs> I I think because of what we've seen in the in the movies and all that, like, is he? It just. I'm kind of confused as to why Godzilla does what he does. He just kind of seems to show up (laughs) out of nowhere with no reasoning (laughs) at all. Well, in this one, I liked how they
0: made it more so like, we are calling to him to bait him into a fight, or bait him into being here. Um, I I accept the premise that they created in the movies of he has no quarrel with humans, because he knows he's (laughs) stronger than anything we can produce. But his beef is with any monsters that try and walk among the human
1: world i guess i just don't get his beef because like i guess he's walking against... around the human world <laughs> yeah but I'm like, i guess it's like any monster that is not subservient to him right because we say that whole shot in um at the end of the ghidorah movie where they all bow down to him lion king style um which is kind of funny but but here, I guess it's just any apex predator that doesn't want to submit or something to Godzilla. I mean, it's like
0: anything that challenges him. Like he's obviously better than that bat <laughs> <laughs> that was at the end of the the show.
1: Yeah,
0: but, I mean the bat still went for a fight, so it's like of course he's gonna you know, retaliate and do so tenfold. <laughs> but yeah, it is odd that like you know some monsters get to stay above on the on the human world that have submitted to him versus, like, he hears a call to the in-between world and, and feels the need to go back for that.
1: He just portals on over wherever he wants to.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say the other problem I had with this show was the, the father's story arc. It's just really hard to, like, feel anything bad towards him. <laughs> or, like, or anything good, like, redeeming. I think it's just, like... How did you have two families and just pretend to be dead to both and then get to come back and, like, the like Kentaro is cool with it? I mean, I'm, I was happy that the mom was like, no, you're not coming back around here. Here's your ring. If you want to talk to Kentaro, you can. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was proud of her, and I was kind of annoyed that Kentaro went back to him.
1: Yeah, it just it's it's one of those things too where I feel like from a narrative perspective they probably could have played things out a little better like maybe he had a child out of wedlock but didn't keep the you know he didn't know but then I don't know something where I'm like because adding the two marriages at the end of the day narrative wise it served no purpose at all it just that just was the part of the plot I guess I don't know like they didn't do anything with it um, I would have certainly loved to have seen <laughs> something built off of it a little bit more. And so to kind of justify that as a plot point, because they, they did like that was the thing that propelled this whole um, narrative in the beginning. Well, it's also like, how is
0: Kate so supportive and like happy with him or like she's like devoting her life to go find him? That's the whole point of this show. And then when she does, he runs away from her either like he called Godzilla to attack her or he didn't he knew that Godzilla was coming and didn't choose to save her. And then she's like, you know, hyping him up to to his mom (laughs) in the underworld. (laughs) Like, yeah, why is she still by his hide? Like, I don't see the the point of that. And that's the only thing I couldn't really explain that character choice.
1: Yeah, I mean it kind of runs a little bit in the family though with the whole uh Shaw relationship between the whole love triangle between Shaw, Randa and 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 Kiko. I feel like there was a little bit of that going on there too, right? Like the stuck between two people kind of situation. Mm. I guess. In a way, it also mirrors Ghidorah, Mothra, and Godzilla and their love triangle. <laughs> They're clear love triangle and chemistry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. See. Oh, and it also mirrors Ghidorah's three heads for three people in the love triangle situation. Okay. Yeah. I'm really stretching
0: it here, but like <laughs> Kong Kong had two parents and that would have been three. Dude, that's three
1: that's three apes. That's crazy. See, there's three isn't everything. Godzilla likely had two parents as well.
0: For sure. Likely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought
0: he, I thought they explained that he came from
1: the stars.
0: Or was that Ghidorah?
1: That was Ghidorah. Godzilla. Okay. Um...
0: Godzilla was natural.
1: Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Especially after the. Uh... <laughs> okay. He's natural. He's natty. I, I know for sure Godzilla in the real world ate up that reactor that sunk from that Japan earthquake a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. is no longer Natty. He, we nuked him.
0: We juiced oh, him. Oh, he's been juicing, yeah. yeah. We, and we help him. We're his dealer.
1: Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> for real? <laughs> We've done that several times. It is kind of funny, though. that The whole premise of these... Um, this whole thing started from, like, nature and man and, like, the repercussions of nature against man's actions. And it's kind of divulged into <laughs> a little bit of a mess of, oh, there's these shadow organizations trying to control and subjugate these monsters to use them for nefarious purposes. Yeah. Um, I do like that Apex came into the picture on this show, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, because I do, yeah. It was very mustache twirling in the films, you know? And so here, this is why I kind of want a season two, like, build out that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, to me, there was a lot that I enjoyed about this series. And I I do care about the human characters now, um, even though I don't understand half of them. Um, but, but for they, everybody else, I think they yeah. are
0: exactly right where it's like, if you replace the Millie Bobby Brown crew with these people, I think you don't have to give them a ton of screen time in the next movie that they would make because we are already connected to them, so if they if one of them dies, that hurts more. Or if one of them yeah. triumphs, it's like great. I've seen them kind of evolve from just being somebody who doesn't know anything about monarch into a hero. But you take someone like Millie Bobby Brown. It's like she's the daughter of a scientist who is potentially a terrorist as well. <laughs> like yeah. that's it. And that and that we picked that up in like five minutes of screen time.
1: And she was a monarch scientist, right? Or was she or was she apex? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't remember.
0: Well, that's the other question is like are the is the Tywin Lannister is he apex? He was
1: apex, yeah.
0: Okay. Good. If there was a third crew, I couldn't keep
1: up. Tywin is definitely apex predator for sure.
0: Oh, 100%. for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you lion. saw how he skinned that deer? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um all right, any last thoughts on the Either the second half or just the show in general? I thought it was solid at the end. Like I said, I feel like it fumbled a little bit. It kind of lost me for for maybe three episodes, but then it kind of picked itself back up. Um, If they do a season two, I hope they kind of learn from some of the mistakes that they had on pacing. I wouldn't mind if it's eight episodes instead of ten. You know, something to just kind of condense the story, just stick to what needs to, what works or whatever is the most important element of the story. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they do more. And here's a wild idea. Give me a Jet Jaguar in season two. And not wild. only not only will I be super excited about this, but we can drag Dr. Ben on here with us so he could give us his thoughts. That, that might bring him out of hiding to get yes. back on the pod. Yes. <laughs> Heck, I'll front the licensing fees for Jet Jaguar.
0: <laughs> Shouldn't cost too much, looking at what we have to beat from, from history. I'll I'll give them a crisp twenty towards. The... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's more than they had, so yeah.
1: There you go. Uh, also,
0: no, I I totally agree. I think it started off strong and it ended strong. There was that lag in the middle, but I really love the idea that they're like fitting perfect puzzle pieces into this. So there's still a little bit more space where they could put another piece in there uh, before a movie, or you could even explore another timeline where you know maybe it's it's still Monarch adjacent. Or apex adjacent, like it could be from somebody else's view. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the same actors. That might be interesting if they took a Mandalorian approach, where you know it's the same kind of cast but different views.
1: Maybe the next one's Monarch searching for monsters.
0: <laughs> apex, the <laughs> legacy of Monarch.
1: Apex, we're stuck on Kong Island. Somebody, please get us <laughs> <laughs> something like that.
0: I think that's perfect.
1: There you All go. right, let's Not get out up. of here. Let's get out of here, man. And that's a wrap for another episode of Behind the Fourth Wall. Thanks for joining us as we delved into the world of entertainment. If you've enjoyed the conversation, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.
0: For any thoughts, suggestions, or if you just want to reach out, drop us an email at behindthefourthwallpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners.
1: Stay tuned for more behind-the-scenes insights, laughs, and perhaps a few surprises on the next episode. Until then, this is Ivan. And this is Emmett. Signing off.